Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode. Every couple of weeks or so, our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, get together for a roundtable discussion. So here's a few minutes for free so you can see what all the fuss is about. We know the, the sort of classic idea of white and black being used as metaphors for good and bad in like every conceivable way, right? You know, angel food cake, devil's food cake, and you know, and everything else. And so I, I came across this uh, very not surprising idea that in the sort of latter half of the 19th century, slang use of white, just simply the word white, meant honest and gentlemanly, as in to be treated whitely was to be treated honestly and well. And what that led to was a phrase that I'd never heard of before, which is, that's mighty white of you. Are you familiar with this, Dion? I am familiar with this. I, I was going to chime in and say, this is years ago. Someone, I, I can't remember the context of why a guy said that to me. A white guy said uh-huh. it to me. He's like, that's mighty white of you. And we both looked at each other and like, what did you say? And he's like, oh, that's not, that's not what I meant. I meant that was really nice. And like, why did you say that? Whoa. Yeah. He's like, well, it just means being nice. Like, no, it doesn't. Holy <laughs> shit. I, but it is like, I, I, you know, this was, I think this was pre internet. So I didn't have any way to look it up. But <laughs> like, that was, that was a game changer for the friendship that, or, you know, it was a, a worker, a co worker. Uh-huh. And like, huh, well, <laughs> I, I guess being good is being white. Thanks, man. Oh, but now that you say, but now that I know that that is a saying that means it's not explicitly racialized, but it definitely is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it got popular, you know, in the late 1800s, which I'm sure was a coincidence, (laughs) and that no like geopolitical events that had happened in the recent decades led to, you know. Uh, making that distinction. But I do have an update because this goes in a fantastic direction. So, Dion, you'd heard that phrase, but do you know the updated meaning of that phrase? No, no, no. I haven't kept track. This is beautiful. (laughs) Now that the internet's been invented, we can look it up on places like Urban Dictionary, where the true definitions of words are written, (laughs) you know, as voted by the general public. So I went looking on there and it popped up with a completely different definition, which is the most beautiful example of language reclamation I have ever seen. So Urban Dictionary defines mighty white of you as used to describe someone who thinks they've done a great deed, charitable action, or sacrifice, but in reality, they've done very little to help the human condition. (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) The example is, I gave that homeless man my (laughs) half-eaten apple, to which someone responded, 
Wow, that's mighty white of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Th- that that definitely is more <laughs> accurate. <amazing. laughs> yeah. Um, Man, way to come back. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so that is one of those sayings that if somebody uses it, how do you not pause and just yeah, like, hmm. have a long think? I have heard it before this moment in time, but I have never felt inclined to use it. Nor I remember when I heard it said, it was like, that's a really, that's a really weird yeah. thing to say. It's yeah. really weird. But I like that definition. I might start implementing that now. Oh, yeah. in my speech. I am I am desperate for opportunities to begin using that. I just I don't know that I come across a lot of people telling stories of them being not really very helpful enough <laughs> to use it. I could use it a lot. I think um, I can yeah. definitely use this. Some super go. performative people. Yeah, yeah. We might be in the right part of the country yeah. to be using that kind of. <laughs> But I feel like I need to leave them with the card, like after the conversation has concluded, leave them with the definition. That way they're not, I mean, it could be a joke that I'm laughing and they're just feeling good about themselves, but where would the fun be if they left the conversation actually feeling good about themselves? <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, that's not fun. And then another website that I really like to look up etymologies and the origins of phrases is phrases.org.uk. And they're... A little excerpt from their explanation is, it implies that some white people may be um, clueless and arrogant about the challenges other people face. I am white, the person writing on that website. I am white. I have met many mighty white people. I was glad I finally found a phrase that describes it. (laughs) (laughs) Mighty white people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do we have to report back now if we please, can use this uh, please, phrase? Yes. yes. <laughs> of course. I think our experiences will be different, Aaron, if you use it and I use it. <laughs> to compare and contrast will be yeah. interesting. I agree with you. <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll share the share the fight I got in and the, uh, the <laughs> slight argument you got in. <laughs> and then coming back to the book, another concept that was mentioned in such passing i was like oh my god how did you just mention that and move on in one sentence so again i don't know maybe people will be familiar with this and and it was only new to me but probably what we're familiar with is the catholic church selling indulgences you're familiar with this Uh, you know we all remember when martin luther you know hammered his list on on the door right that was a I remember that day. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cra- <laughs> crazy day. We were all yeah. present, right? Not being a historian of religions, even I know that he was pissed off about the selling of in- indulgences, basically like give the Catholic Church money and we'll expunge your sentence, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And I've never been religious and I thought like that sounds kind of messed up, right? Like if you're religious, you shouldn't just be able to buy your way out of stuff. Well, so in my book, Words Matter, Meaning and Power, there were talking about in Latin America, which of course Americans learn practically nothing about, the uh, King of Spain obviously had a lot of influence in Latin America, and they implemented a policy which was referred to as, apologies for the pronunciation, gracias al sacar, which loosely translates to thank you for taking away, 
or the slightly expanded, thank you for taking away the stain. And what this refers to is the policy they implemented to allow people to petition the king of Spain to purchase whiteness. What? So if you were born of mixed race in Latin America and were prevented by the policies of the day to, you know, get a university degree or to get the job that you deserved or whatever, you could apply to buy your way into whiteness so that you could receive a writ of whiteness so that you could then achieve your goals, get your degree, take on the job, etc. This makes sense, you know, instead of <laughs> instead of expanding access to people, right? Let's change how uh they're identified as, right? Like instead of just opening it up and giving more people I mean, this opportunities. Is, this makes sense. use capitalism sense. in a way that actually changes lives, right? That's <laughs> Did it mention like how like a fee or anything like that associated with it? They did mention that there was a fee involved. I don't know how high it was. Yeah. I'd be curious yeah. about that because I'm assuming that it's only afforded to like a certain population mm-hmm. of people. So we still have that though, right? Like you can <laughs> buy whiteness and in order to do that, you have to like go on Fox News or mm. start a, a, a right-wing podcast mm. where you talk about how bad black people are actually all the problem. Like, so you can buy whiteness and it's limited. It's limited whiteness. It's not, it's not a full writ of whiteness. It's like a half writ of whiteness. Yeah. I mean, wh- whereas before you could pay with money, now you have to pay with your soul. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Kansas Owens does not appreciate being called out like this. Now, did you read my mind when I was talking and have that person pictured in my head? Yeah. Or was it just too obvious? <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, there there are a few to choose from, but uh, that seems the... She's the most prominent. Definitely sure. right now. And there's Alan West, the seceder. <laughs> All right. Shall we get on to our, our main topics and discuss the great resignation in several of its forms? Personally, so I'll just give my take initially because I'm... Well, I don't know. I'm Because I'm talking, so I'll, I'll go first. I think that it can be summed up by the Onion headline... Economists trace great resignation to Comedy Central airing office space constantly during workers' formative years. (laughs) (laughs) That makes as much sense as anything to me. Yeah. Yeah. Why not, right? (laughs) We've been planning to talk about this for a little while now, so I've just been kind of keeping my eye out for some good, uh, I don't know if explanation is the right word, just like more nuance about the great resignation since everyone's using that phrase now and throwing it around kind of willy-nilly and came across a CNBC article, not not the source I would have expected, talking about a study that was done that kind of dives into who are the people who are resigning. And they basically said this is not exactly a great resignation. It is more a great reckoning. And that the people who are resigning, 
the vast majority are low wage workers and workers of color who are having a moment of, <laughs> I, I don't know, you could call it like existential, you could call it kind of a, a turning point of realizing their value and power. I mean, you could you could look at it from a million angles, but that is who is leading this. That's it for and today's free sample. Paying members are who make the entire show possible. And so these bonus episodes and the bonus clips in our regular episodes are all just a way of saying thanks to them for their support. Now we're in the middle of our year-end membership drive, which means that everyone who signs up or upgrades their membership by the end of the year gets our very limited release best-of-left wallpapers for your phone or tablet as just a little extra thanks for your support. If you'd like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestofleft.com slash support directly through our Patreon page or from right inside the Apple Podcast app. And accessing our membership content through your Spotify app is now possible, whereas it wasn't before. You do that just by signing up for our regular membership through our website. But if you can't afford a membership, I do offer financial hardship memberships. So just drop me an email and we'll get you all set up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.